0: Welcome to church. Welcome, welcome believers. Else. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for, for, for making it to service today. We are so glad to have you with us. This is, this is the day the Lord has made. We rejoice and we are glad in it. We are so glad because we know that God is here with us because that's what the Bible says. We're two or more gathered. He is with us. So we know his presence is here. We know his power is here. Before we continue, I just want to encourage you to send this link to someone. Let them know that we are on now. Let them know we are on so they can partake of the blessings of God upon this house this afternoon. We'll be joined shortly by Minister Kemsura Per. I want you to engage with the worship. Give God the best praise he deserves. Like we said, the worship is not just about the song, but we want to connect with God with our hearts. We want our heart and attention to be on God. And today we'll be rounding up on the series we started on the church. And I'm so sure you will receive a word from God specifically for you. You are, will be enlightened as, as we listen to God's word today. So just sit down, make sure you're not distracted. Put away anything that will distract you and enjoy God's presence in this house today. Let us pray. Father, we are so grateful. Thank you so much for your presence. Thank you for your honor upon this house. Thank you for your power, of oh God. Thank you because you always speak to us when we come together in your name. Lord, we just declare your glory and your manifested presence today in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, and we bless you. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen.
1: Glory be to God. Yes and amen. We believe in you Jesus and we thank you We thank you for another opportunity that we have to gather together like this online Uh, We do not take this for granted at all And I want to thank every single one of you who have joined us uh, from wherever it is in the world that you are watching us from today, we, we thank God for you. We thank you for taking out the time to, to be with us. Uh, for a lot of you, this is probably not your home church, uh, but you still tune in every, every time we're online uh, to, to watch and, and to, to be a part of our service. So we, we do appreciate that. And I want to take a moment to also appreciate those of you who join us for our prayer time on Zoom on Saturday nights. Uh, We had uh, that that last night and it was a beautiful time and uh, we we, want to thank you. Uh, Those prayer times are very important to us because uh, we're laying a foundation for where we are going and what, uh, what it is that the Lord is set to do through this ministry in this city and uh, that's why it's very important that we keep doing that so uh, today uh, is another opportunity that we we get together i hope you were able to engage with with the worship uh we will get right into the word of god in a moment here uh, just in case you've not yet invited anyone um, to be a part of the service go ahead and share the link uh, of the service with someone and we'll pray in a moment here and we will get right into God's Word uh, I, I believe today's message is going to really really bless you uh, I'm gonna say some things today that you probably have never heard before uh, we will learn something new from God's Word today and it will be would really really impact you in, in a very special way uh, last week we had the privilege you know, of, of hearing from my darling wife Pastor Docas. I'm still trying to get used to calling her now you know and uh, it was it was a beautiful time Uh, for those of you who really don't know her. you you don't understand that even getting her to to be here to do that was a miracle in itself because my wife would rather talk to God than talk to people uh, and I I won't have it any other way so we we, every time we get the opportunity to hear from her it's it's something that we we value and we thank God for the grace of God that's upon her life and she she brought us a word another uh, you know very important aspect of What we've been talking about the church and she she spoke to us about the fact that the church is a place of worship it's a place of equipping and a place of change Uh, and these are truths that we need to hold on to and you know understand right right from the foundation stage that we are at right now uh, so that we know exactly what the church is all about and we don't get carried away uh, by things that, that are going to be happening very soon. There's going to be a lot of activity very soon, you know, but before then, we have to set the right foundation so that we know that we are doing, you know, we're, we, we, we know what we are doing. We know why we are doing what we're doing and we know what the church is all about. All right. So let's let's get into it today. Now, we're going to take our confession uh, once again, like we, we've, we've learned to, to do, uh, and then I would pray and we will get into the message today. Uh, let's, let's say this with me. Say every day. Okay, I need you to really say it. Say every day and in every way, I'm becoming more like Jesus. I'm becoming more like Jesus. One more time. I'm becoming more like Jesus in my thoughts, in my words, and in my actions. Let's do it one more time. Say every day. And in every way, I'm becoming more like Jesus. I'm becoming more like Jesus. I'm becoming more like Jesus in my thoughts, in my words, and in my actions. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray. Father, we approach your word again today like people that have found something valuable. Uh, we, we thank you for your word. We ask you for eyes that see and ears that hear. Hears that hear the voice of our good shepherd leading us in the way to go. I ask, Lord, that you anoint me and my lips of clay again this afternoon. Let your word come with accuracy and simplicity, but with boldness. Let it be unhindered and unchecked by any demonic force, so that at the end of today's teaching, your people will be greatly edified, and your name alone will be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, so uh, what I'm going to do today, by the grace of God, is uh, I'm going to take you back to where we started this series from, uh, because today I want to try to close out this series and uh, we will get into something else from next Sunday. Uh, but I want to wrap up the series uh, by taking us back to where we started from. Uh, and uh, that was we defined the, the, the word church from the way that Jesus used the word in scripture. And we looked at the book of Matthew uh, from, in chapter 16 uh, and we, we saw the place where Jesus first mentioned the word church. And it and the word that was used there, the Greek word is ecclesia ecclesia and i know some people uh, even me sometimes pronounce that word as ecclesia but the the real pronunciation is ecclesia but sometimes you will hear me say it either way just pardon me okay <laughs> however i say it the most important thing is that the word is spelled e-k-k-l-e-s-i-a all right uh, if you if you want to take notes that's the title of this particular message in this series and i'm going to close it out with that uh, but what i want to do is to really get into that word uh, Ecclesia and to um, uh, show you what Jesus had in mind when he, uh, you know he made that expression and where it came from, what it means uh, because sometimes when we don't know the cultural uh, context for certain things that are used in Scripture, uh, uh, we, we lose the meaning and we take the surface meaning of what we, we we have come to know by what we've been told and we don't really know what you know the context of it, Uh, It it gives us richer and fuller understanding, which is what I believe, God, that you're gonna have today from today's teaching. Uh, And this is gonna be very good, okay? So I want you to put away every distraction. Let's go right into the word of God. Go with me to the book of Matthew, and chapter number 16. We're gonna read that portion of scripture again, and we will start to break it down, all right? Matthew, chapter number 16. Here's what it says from verse 13. It says, when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. But my father who is in heaven and I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven And whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven Then he commanded his disciples that they should tell no one that he was Jesus the Christ Uh, Very interesting passage of scripture and we established uh, from that very first message in this series that the word Ecclesia is the called out ones and if you missed any part of this series please go back and listen to it listen to it from the beginning it's available on our audio uh, podcast platform Um, it's available on YouTube as well you can watch it listen to the message again and and we we try to make it as simple and as straightforward as possible so that it's not complicated you know in any way this probably the most you know complex message that I will preach in this series but I've, I've also broken this one down in a very simple and digestible way So that people understand it the intention is for people to be edified to understand you know what we're teaching not to sound you know uh, nice and superfluous okay Uh, so we said that ecclesia uh, is the called out ones and that word means a group of believers who are called out to exercise the authority and dominion of heaven on the earth to exercise the authority and dominion of heaven on the earth. And this is where we're going today, really, in this message. But I'm going to build it up you know, at one stage after another. So let's look at verse number 18 in that scripture. And we mentioned this, the fact that um, when, when Jesus and Peter were having this conversation, uh, verse 18, he says, And I also say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock I will build my church this is one part of this scripture that kind of confuses people when they see uh, that Jesus said you are Peter and people know that the word Peter means rock Um, and then Jesus said on this rock I will build my church so some people assume that Peter was the rock on which Jesus said he was going to build the church but that's not what happened here and and we said this but let me let me break it down to you in in, in a simpler way uh, today now the word Peter uh is petros a piece of rock it it means a piece a piece of rock an apostle if you like um but what jesus said was just as you are peter you know like um, almost saying that you know you you are peter but on this rock so uh uh, he was saying you are petros but on this rock petra petra means a mass of rock so petros which is the peter's name means a piece of rock but what Jesus said was, you are a piece of rock, but on this mass of rock, I will build my church. In other words, on the mass of, of the revelation that you just said, on, the, on what you just mentioned now, that I'm the Christ, the Son of the living God, and the fact that the Father is the one who revealed this to you, on that revelation, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. So he said, I will build my ecclesia. I will build my ecclesia that's what he said so when he said that uh, one of the interesting things about that is that expression meant something different to the disciples than what it means to us today and we'll get there in one moment here and then he said and the gates of hades shall not prevail against it so we've said petros is a fragment of petra so we, we have that in the, in the bank that it's not Peter. He wasn't talking about Peter. Peter is just a piece of the puzzle. Peter was one of the apostles. And Peter did do a lot uh, for the gospel, to bring the gospel this far. But what Jesus was saying was that he, on the, on the mass of rock, on that revelation, he is going to build his, his church on the revelation of who Jesus is, all right? And when he, when he, said, when he used uh, the expression Hades here, he wasn't talking about hell as in hellfire. That's not what he was talking about. He was saying that on the, the the emphasis there is not on Hades but on gates. So what he was saying is that the gates of Hades will not be able to prevail against it. Again, this is, was an expression that the disciples understood because in that time uh, it was ref, the, the gates referred to places where decisions were made. It was in the gates of the of cities that that authority resided, that decisions were made. Uh, That's where the watchman would stand and see that someone was coming and and danger is coming and alerts uh, the warriors, or see that somebody was bringing goods and tell them to open the gates. The gates meant something, it was symbolic. Uh, I just don't have time to go deeper into that, but I need you to understand that what he was was expressing here was that the, the gates of Hades, in other words, the places where decisions are being made, uh, uh, for, for the kingdom of darkness will not prevail against my ecclesia. Stay with me here, okay? Now, he said, I will build mine, my ecclesia. I will build my ecclesia. And I, and I, I explained to you that what Jesus said was almost as saying he was going to bring it out of himself. I will build of me my ecclesia. I will build of me the church, Okay? So let's go deeper into it and see if we can, you can get a better understanding of this word. Now, the ecclesia was a secular term. Point number one, if you're writing, if you're taking notes. The ecclesia was a secular term. Uh, it was not a, a complex spiritual terminology. Jesus picked something that they already knew, that they were familiar with. It was, it was a secular term that they already used. So he said what he was saying was, because this term had already been in use in the Greek and Roman empires. They understood it. They knew exactly what he was saying. Uh, that's why you find that if you read that scripture, you will find that they really didn't ask Jesus to explain himself. They didn't ask him to explain that. They asked him to explain other things. As you will find that Jesus mostly spoke in parables. And the disciples most times will come back to him to say, Master, what did you mean by this? Explain this to us. But this particular expression, nobody asked him to explain it. Because they knew exactly what he was saying. They understood it because it was a secular concept. It was something just like uh, the word apostle and some of these other things uh, that were that were already being used in the secular world. And it doesn't mean that it originated from Satan because it was being used in the secular world. This this is ideas that God helped men. To, to come up with you know but the, the, the fact was it was already being being used you know by 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 the Roman Empire by the Greek Empire and we will get to that in a moment here to understand exactly how the context in which it was being used and why the disciples understood him when he said this the term ecclesia. Yeah, it is also present in the in the Septuagint. The Septuagint is the Greek translation of the Old Testament so you know that the Old Testament was mostly written in Hebrew uh, but there is a Greek translation of the Old Testament which is called the Septuagint. In that Septuagint, everywhere you know, the, the, the word uh, assembly or coming together was used, it was used in, in the, the word ecclesia was used because they understood what that word meant. It referred to a body of people that assemble to conduct governmental business. Please, I need you to, make, to take notes on today's message. If, you have, if you've not been taking notes before, uh, this, today's message, you need, to, you need to take notes. The word ecclesia referred to a body of people, not Christians. The way it was used in the secular world is what we're trying to explain now. That it was a, 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 a body of people that assembled to conduct governmental business, decision-making, That's what the term ecclesia really, really stood for. So the objective of the ecclesia, therefore, in the New Testament was always to be the transformation of people and society. It was never supposed to be a static institution. The ecclesia was not supposed to be a building where people came every week. That's not what Jesus had in mind. When he said, I will build my ecclesia, what he was saying is, what you already know, that when two or three people gather together to conduct governmental business, the power and authority of wherever kingdom they belong to is present there to make those decisions. I'm going to build my own version of that. That's what Jesus was saying to them. Now, it was not a place where members go once a week. That was not the idea. Jesus meant it. As his redemptive agency, Jesus meant that expression ecclesia to be his own redemptive agency, the vehicle, the tool through which he would he would transform the people and transform society. That's what Jesus was explaining. Now, Jesus mentioned this word only three times in the in the in the Bible. Uh, it, it's interesting. It mentioned it three unique times, not the, the places where they are repeated in Matthew, Mark, or whatever it is, but. It actually appears in Matthew. Matthew chapter 16 verse 18. Once, Matthew 18 verse 17, he repeated it two times. And that was it. He, did, he never explained anything more than that to them. He only used it in conversation after he said, I'll build my church. The next time he said it was when, when he said, if your brother offends you, you know, take one person, take two people, report him to the church. That's all. He didn't take time to explain it to them. Why? Why? Why do you think that Jesus didn't spend this much time? talking about the church. I already told you the answer. The fact was that the people he was talking to already knew what he was talking about. But there was something else that he needed to explain to them so that they would get a rich understanding of what he was saying. And we're going to get to that. Now, the other places in the New Testament where this word church, ecclesia, where it appeared in the scripture, Acts chapter 19, verse 32, Acts chapter 19, verse 39, Acts chapter 19, verse 41. Now, in those three instances, it was referring to an assembly of people. assembly of people so that's what this word means so why did jesus speak so little of it jesus didn't talk too much about it because it was a concept that was already familiar to the disciples and they knew exactly what he was talking about point number two if you're taking notes the ecclesia only needed two or three it only needed two or three matthew chapter 18 uh, from verse 18 let me read it to you again he said assuredly i say to you Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be lost in heaven. Now I'm going to unpack this verse 2 in one second here in my next point. Verse 19, again I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Now, this concept of two or three... Uh, not, this is not a scripture that we use as a consolation scripture when there's not a lot of people in church. You know, that's what, almost what this scripture has become, where you just say oh, okay, where two or three are gathered because you know, you call a meeting and not a lot of people show up and then you say, where two or three are gathered, God is there, so don't mind, uh, don't be bothered that there are not a lot of people, uh, where two or three are gathered, the Lord is in our midst. So it's okay to use it that way, but I needed to get a fuller understanding of this thing. That what Jesus was saying here was that because the people already understood the fact that Anywhere two or three people that belong to, let's say, Rome, for instance, if you find a place where there is two or three Roman citizens, they form something that is more powerful than, you know, if they are in isolation. Whenever they come together, they bring the power and the authority of Rome into that place. This was called the Conventus Sibion Romanora. I just want to make sure I say it right because this is not my mother tongue. Conventus Sibion Romanura or Conventus for short. This was a Roman version of the Ecclesia. It was a group of citizens of two or three Roman citizens meeting anywhere in the world. And they brought the power and presence of Rome into their midst. And that that gathering became a local expression of Rome. Please stay with me. We are going somewhere with this. That gathering, the conventus, became a local expression of Rome. So they brought the power and the authority of Rome into that place. Even if they were gathering over lunch, whatever it was, as long as you could find two or three Roman citizens in in a place, no matter where they were, that place became the, the, the local expression of Rome. The conventus is where we get uh, consensus and convention and all of those words from. So you get an idea of what it means when when you find that kind of a, that kind of a gathering. And we still see um, a lot of it even in, even today uh, in, with our embassies and all of that, right? Our embassies in a the country they are considered the representation of that country in a different country. So if a citizen of, of this country was, you know, was to, to do something wrong and he, and he went into the embassy of his country, uh, he was protected in that way. The country, even though they are not physically in that country, as long as he is in the embassy, is, it is assumed that he is no longer in the country that he is, even though he's there. I hope you're following me. So this, is, this, is, this was the concept. And this was what Jesus was trying to express to people. Uh, it's, a, it's a pity now that even when we have thousands of believers gathering together in a place, people still need reminding that God is there. People still need you know, some kind of convincing that God is in their midst. And they don't understand that all it takes, Jesus made a promise he said, where two or three, at my own ecclesia, where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in their midst. That's what he said. And we have to hold him by his word. He didn't say, I'm going to come there. I am there. Where two or three are I gathered in my name, I am there in their midst. In other words, the local, you, that gathering becomes a local expression of the kingdom of heaven. Glory be to God. So wherever you find two or three believers, the power and the government of heaven is in their midst so they can conduct governmental business on behalf of heaven in other words the kingdom of heaven has come into their midst glory be to God the kingdom of heaven has literally been transported into their midst which leads me to my, my final point the ecclesia was about the kingdom it was about the kingdom that's what it was it wasn't about you know building an empire it wasn't about building you know a large ministry you know even though those things are, are good but we must never lose sight of what the kingdom of what Jesus really, really meant, and instead of talking about the church so much, he only talked about it three times. But instead of talking about the church, he spent his time actually teaching about the kingdom. That's what Jesus spent most of his time talking about. Go and look at the New Testament, so that they would know what they are supposed to bring into their, that governmental, you know, uh, representation of heaven. That's what he was trying to communicate and pass across to them. That you already understand what uh, ecclesia is. You understand what the the gathering of two or three citizens of a a different kingdom, what it represents. Now, I need to tell you about that kingdom so that you know what to bring from that kingdom into into your midst. Now, in the book of Matthew alone, do you know that the word kingdom, in the book of Matthew alone, mentioned about 38 or 40 times depending on which translation you look at you'll see kingdom everywhere everywhere and in one moment let me just take you through 10 things that the kingdom is liking to I'm, i'm going to run through this okay um it's it's a long list but i'll run through it but i need you to understand so that you see how much jesus spent time talking about the kingdom he said the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed seed the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed you find out Matthew 13 just go to Matthew 13 Matthew 20 Matthew 25 you see all of this the kingdom of heaven is like is like leaven the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant the kingdom of heaven is like dragnets the kingdom of heaven is like a householder the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner the kingdom of heaven is like 10 virgins the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling why did he spend so much time on the kingdom because the church is all about the kingdom that's what the church is all about the church the business of the church on earth today is to bring the representation of the kingdom of heaven on earth so that whatever does not exist in heaven does not exist on the earth. And I'm going to prove it to you from scripture in a minute here. Bringing the kingdom of God to earth on earth as it is in heaven. Now let's go back to this idea of binding on earth as it is in heaven. Matthew 18 verse 18. We've, we've already read it. He said, assuredly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth, will be bound in heaven, right? And whatever you lose on earth will be lost in heaven. Now, in the book of Matthew, chapter this appeared twice in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 16 verse 19 and Matthew chapter 18 verse 18. In the original Greek rendering of these two scriptures, this is not how it reads. It doesn't say whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven because that is not consistent with other scriptures. It's not. Because we already know that Matthew chapter six verse ten says Matthew six ten. Here's what it says: Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That is Jesus. That's what the scriptures say. So we can now get to Matthew, and he'll be saying, We bind on earth is bound in heaven. That's not what it is. So let me read it to you the way it actually reads. And these two scriptures, and it's funny that they both read slightly differently, but they mean exactly the same thing. So, Matthew 16, verse 19, in the original Greek, this is what the English version of it reads. It says, whatever you bind on earth shall be, haven't been in the heavens, and whatever you lose on the earth shall be, haven't been loosed in the heavens. That is, I can't put that on the screen because this is my, this is English translation, so we're not going to put that on the screen, okay? This is English translation of the Greek text that I'm giving you. Now, Matthew 18 verse 18, here's what it says. Whatever you bind on earth shall occur, being bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth shall occur, being loosed in heaven. So this is why Jesus took his time to talk about the kingdom because he wanted them to understand that they need to first get a picture of what the kingdom looks like and then impose that on the earth. In other words, if there's no sickness in heaven, there's no reason why there should be sickness among you. If there's no lack in heaven, there's no reason why there should be lack among you. That's what Jesus was trying to communicate that when I build my ecclesia, whatever you don't find in heaven, I should not find it among you. I should be the one present among you. So whatever it is that you don't find in that kingdom should not be in your midst. Whatever does not exist in heaven should not exist in here. And I'm believing God today for every single person under the sound of my voice watching this broadcast or you're listening on audio on the, on the podcast. I prophesy to your life, whatever is not found in heaven that has been resident in your life, I command it to depart from you today in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, I wish you would say a better amen to that. I will say it one more time. Uh, If only you would believe it. Whatever it is, by the reason of the anointing that is present today over this broadcast, as I'm looking into the camera, I feel the power and the presence of God on me today. There's an anointing in this room to preach this message that I'm preaching to you. And I prophesy and declare that anything that does not represent the kingdom of God that we cannot find on the streets of heaven, that we are seeing in your life, I command them to depart from you today. In the name of Jesus Christ, so shall it be. So shall it be. That is the purpose of the ecclesia. That's the agenda. The agenda is thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So our job, therefore, is to study what is in heaven and to superimpose that on the earth. Glory be to God. Maybe you're watching today, you're not even a part of this kingdom yet. You have never at any time in your life made a decision, a quality decision to follow Jesus. You have never surrendered your life to Him. You may have been around church, you may be watching online church everywhere, but you have never made a commitment to follow Him. You've never said that prayer, and you have never made a decision to be a follower of Jesus. I want to pray for you today. We, We are giving you this opportunity every single week because we know. We know that we walk by faith and not by sight. And there are are people that are watching literally from all over the world. And today can be your day. Today is your day, in fact. It is your day. Uh, The Bible says if if we believe in our hearts and we confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. And that's all you need to do. And we will take care of this matter once and for all. Guarantee your eternal destination, and you begin this journey. Come into the kingdom and see what the kingdom of heaven is is like, and see that reality show up in your life and in your circumstances. Bow your heads wherever you are and say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, please say say it sincerely. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart that you sent Jesus to die for my sins. I confess with my mouth that you raised Jesus from the dead for my justification. I receive Jesus into my life today. I am born again. I am born again. Say, give me the Holy Spirit of God. One more time, say, I receive the Holy Spirit by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, I rejoice with you. I celebrate with you. You are now a child of God if you said that prayer. I want to encourage you. If you are in, in and around this, this environment, if you are in the city of Halifax, you are in Nova Scotia at all, uh, I want you to write to us. Use the details on the screen now. and uh, just, just write us an email. You know or if you are if you're like me and you like sending you know physical letters send us a mail we will receive it and we'll be glad to stay in touch with you and bless you with materials that would help you on this journey uh, and, and if you don't have a bible believing church that you are a part of and you're committed to we want to invite you to be a part of this family. Uh, God is building something amazing here and that we want you to be a part of and if you are in any other part of the world I want to encourage you to find a Bible believing church wherever you are and join them and be a part of them so that you can grow. So so that you can learn the things that have been freely given to, to you in Christ, so you can know your heritage, know what belongs to you in Jesus Christ. So that The devil doesn't push you around anymore. Uh, we are so excited for you and we thank God for your life I, I want to thank you all the rest of us uh, who are born again filled with the spirits uh, Thank you so much for staying uh, t- Tuned to this to the service up until this time. We are so glad that you could join us and we thank you We thank you. Thank you for all of your messages and all of your feedback Thank you to those of you who usually engage on the platform and you know on the chats uh, and, and put comments and all of that Thank you so much. God bless you. Uh, and if you've, if you've not yet done so, after the service, you can still share the link of the service and, uh, to, so that other people can be a part of this word that God brought to us today. I believe you have been blessed by this word. Uh, and I really, really thank God. I thank God for this and uh, I, I want to encourage you again go through all of the messages listen to this all over again go back to this is us listen to some of those messages again uh, we, we, are, we are on a journey guys we're on a journey and I believe that God is helping us uh, one step at a time but uh, don't forget we're, we're online for the rest of the year uh, we will be on Saturdays we're on zoom uh, to pray at 7 p.m. Halifax time and we on, on, on here on Sundays 2 p.m. Uh, Halifax time as well we're here uh, uh, on on YouTube for our Sunday Sunday service uh, experience. So uh, I want to thank you once again. I, I believe that should be all for for the announcements. The the final one is, is uh, that the fact that uh, our. Uh, interest meeting on, on December 20th, like we've been saying has been postponed till next year Okay, so we're not going to do that uh, community interest meeting this year. We'll move it to next year uh, Hopefully by the grace of God. We've been praying about this the COVID restrictions will be will be lifted uh, um, When the, the city convene again on December 9th, so we will look forward to that uh, So we want to encourage you make plans to be at the New Year's Eve service uh, we, are, we are trusting God that we will be able to meet in this building, in the auditorium uh, to, to gather together and just, you know, share the word of God and look into the scriptures concerning God's mind for us concerning the new year and then ringing the new year together uh, by the grace of God. So we, we pray that that would be a possibility, but we will we keep our eyes out. Uh, we'll, keep, uh, we will, we'll keep monitoring the situation and we will, we will let you know if we're going to actually go ahead with that particular event. All right. So that will be all. I really want to thank you again for for watching. Let me say a prayer over you today and uh, we will be on our way. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you uh, for your grace and your anointing today on this on this message and on this series that we've just concluded. Father, we thank you. I pray that you watch over your word in the lives of your people. Ask Lord that everyone that is watching today, uh, that especially those who have been consistently consistently consistent from the start, on october 18th who have watched all our messages who have been tuning into our online services both those who call believers house home and those who wish they could call believers house home but for distance i pray for them wherever they are that every issue in their lives that needs the, a representation of the kingdom of heaven. By virtue of this, of this message today, I pray that you will visit them and visit that situation in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare over you, you will come back with a testimony in the name of Jesus. Everything that is giving you sleepless nights in this season, I prophesy over you and end has come to it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for today. We bless you. We we pray as we go this week that your hand will be upon us, that your grace and your glory will be manifested in our lives and in everything that we do. I I bless you with the love of God, and I release the grace and the power of God over you and all that is yours, all of your activities this week. No evil will be you. No plague will come near your dwelling place. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory be to God. Thank you, guys. God bless you. Uh, On behalf of my, my wife and I and all of us here at Believer's House in Ammons Plains, Nova Scotia, we want to thank you for watching and we will see you again next Sunday. God bless you.